Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, October 28th, 2020. Yes, I know it is almost Thursday. It's almost midnight, October 29th, but we're putting out this episode on Wednesday, as promised, with the weekly Wednesday weigh-in and our good friend, Bill Barnes, who's here every single week. I'm here at his home recording very late at night, just trying to put on an episode for you guys, for the people, for the loyal fans, the loyal listeners of the one and only Bill Barnes, the retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire. So better late than Thursday, we will say. And you know what? Today, tonight, the official countdown begins for the presidential election, which will take place next Tuesday night or Tuesday, I should say, on November 3rd. But the plan for Bill Barnes and I is to put out an episode next Tuesday night, very late at night. Uh, during the election, the kind of the results as they're coming in uh, on the West Coast and everything. But as I'm sitting here with Bill Barnes uh, recording this intro and everything, I mean, I got to tell you, this guy's on call nonstop. He just got the call from, uh, I, will, I won't say the president, but, but some from some top secret uh, uh, boss that he has. So he's pulling out paperwork. He's got all kinds of stuff going on. Luckily, uh, Bill and I recorded the episode uh, probably an hour ago or whatever the case is. So uh, this intro is done after the recording or of the um, after the recording of the interview, we'll say. But uh, anyway, Bill Barnes is a busy man. He's a wanted man, as I try to tell you guys all the time. He has the bat phone. He has the, uh, you know, he's always on call and he's got to be places at a, at a moment's notice. And he's here every single week. Uh, we'll say we try to get it out on Wednesdays. But he's here with us on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, the retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire. So looking forward to a few things this week. Congrats to the Los Angeles Dodgers on their World Series championship of 2020. Bill Barnes and I will talk plenty about that on our interview. Uh, plenty about, well, is it uh, does it deserve an asterisk? Does it not? Who knows? Uh, Bill and I have differing opinions, as we often do. We also agree on quite a few things, so we'll get to that as well. Uh, but congrats to the Dodgers. It's been 32 years. I know there was a lot of fireworks and celebrations and things of that nature in the uh, greater Los Angeles area. Uh, it does not appear people cared about the pandemic or pandemic, however you want to pronounce it. Um, but I, I will say for those rioting and looting again, like I said, after the Lakers championship, you people need to get a life. You need to get a life. Uh, you know what? No one cares that you you burned down a footlocker or you broke windows of a local business. You're that diehard of, a, of a, a Laker fan or a Dodger fan. You need to get a life or get thrown in jail. I mean, one of, one of the two would suit me. But uh, people responsibly celebrating, I applaud you. Cheers to you. It's been quite the uh, run for the Dodgers. And it, it would, of course, take a 
60 games shortened seasoned in a 2020 lockdown uh, pandemic uh, for the Dodgers to do it finally uh, with a four games to two win over the Tampa Bay Rays. Uh, just a great season, a great time. And uh, Bill and I are going to get into plenty of the details regarding the World Series. So stay tuned for that. Uh, I won't talk too long today because, again, the interview with Bill Barnes went a little long this week. We actually got to sit down and we were not rushed like we were last week. So, uh, as always, we want to try to put out good interviews with Bill he and I just sitting around really having a, having a drink or two and sharing our thoughts on things. So uh, in looking forward, again, as a public service announcement next Tuesday night, uh, it won't be probably live. We may try to sprinkle in some Facebook Live things here and there. I'm not sure how all that works. But if you know how to do it, let me know because I'm still a, a tech uh, not so tech savvy, we'll say. So anyway, we may do, I don't know, five or 10 minutes live on Facebook live or something like that, but we're going to put out an episode late Tuesday night, uh, into Wednesday morning. And we'll post that as soon as it's done, probably in the early morning hours of Wednesday, uh, so that it will still be considered the weekly Wednesday weigh in with Bill Barnes. Well, since the interview with Bill is so long, I'm going to uh, step aside and get right to it since we have a lot to talk about regarding the World Series, sports in general, uh, maybe how to educate people on how to not do things or do things, whatever the case may be. Uh, so, uh, once again, uh, we are joined on Wednesday, even though it's uh, almost Thursday. I'm still going to consider it Wednesday. We are joined with the one and only Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Well, better late than never. And in this case, I guess better better late than uh, Thursday. I'm here with Bill Barnes. It's very late on Wednesday night. Well, not that that late. Bill Barnes is a night owl at times. I'm back here at his place in Rancho Cucamonga, California. A lot has happened in the uh, past week or so. Bill was unavailable earlier Tuesday and, uh, and Wednesday, and so was I. So we're recording pretty late, trying to get an episode out here for our listeners. You so, know, our listeners, Bill, I, welcome. Our, thank you. No place I'd rather be. Our listeners have no idea the sacrifices we make in our lives to put out a, a, a weekly show. We've got so much going on. We're in the height of a pandemic. We shouldn't be leaving the house, but we are. And you know what? Um, we go to no greater. We go to great lengths to service our, our, our listeners, our community. We're givers. Give, 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 never take. Absolutely. Very well said, sir. Well, uh, always a pleasure to talk with you. You know, you and I typically talk during the week anyway, but it's been fun doing this show the past few months uh, weekly. I, I'm glad we 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 find a way because you're busy. Now, you got called away. Well, I wouldn't say you got called away, but you didn't have to break up any of these uh, riot okay, celebrations let me tell you, in LA. Let me tell you what you? my job is. My job, I don't deal with people, and that's a good fucking thing <laughs> right now. I don't deal with people. I deal with inanimate objects, okay? They can't talk to me. They can't give me any shit. I basically, I'm in the logistical business. Mm -hmm. I make sure things get from point A to point B. 
I I am working as part of a detail that provides security and transportation for these, for these items. Um, <clears throat> and rain, sleet, or snow will not stop us. And it, 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 we are it, there. It's necessary items. And um, my work days could be like today when in it, I left the house at 5 a.m., worked from seven, got home about three o'clock in the afternoon, uh, went right to bed mm -hmm. so I could stay up and do this nonsense. <laughs> and um, you just said you're for the people. You're people. Well, I am here for the people, but, but <laughs> you know, at this, at this nonsensical time. Oh, boy. But um, so I know I do not have to deal with people. Okay. And the people that I do deal with um, are in the transportation business and they are good, good folks. Outstanding. So um, I really enjoy what I'm doing. Yeah. I, I mean, you're a retired police officer, Bill. What makes one go back to work, uh, you know, in, especially in the security industry? Well, because that's what I know. That's what I did for all those years. And I do a really good job now, again, because I don't have to interface <laughs> with the dregs of society or any portion thereof. Okay. So Everybody I talk to is on my side. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. That's comforting after, yes. after 20 or 30 years right. of doing it the other way. I did. Now, I will say this. Um, last week, part of my detail involved a flight back from the Midwest. I have not flown yet during the pandemic. It was my first flight. Absolutely smooth. Obviously, 100% uh, enforcement on masks in the airport. Um, the airport was very well efficient it was efficiently run we were able to get cocktails food at the little uh, places there and uh, once we boarded the plane no middle seats had my own row um what gets me is the flight attendants very nice they are there for one reason and one reason only and that is to shut the overhead bins before the plane takes off <laughs> and in case of an emergency landing to open the doors for us that is all they do Wow. There's no more, there's no more beverage service, no more food service, no more coming around and patting you on the head and giving you a pillow. Um, <laughs> that's what they do. And they don't sit in their jump seats anymore. They, they have their own row in the back of the plane. So there's what, uh, if there's four attendants, there's four rows in the back that aren't used. They get their own row. And believe me, they sit there the entire fucking flight <laughs> and either read a magazine or sleep. So the, so the essential employees that they, they are. are essential, <laughs> they are essential as to um, if the th thing goes down and they need to bust a door open, that's what they're there to do. So my question is, why in the hell do you have these people sitting in the emergency row? Why are you briefing these people in the emergency <laughs> row exit when when you've got four people? That's all they do. Yeah. They need and they need more help. Well, I guess when you crash, you're kind of it's every man for himself. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I have point, not experienced that, nor do I want to. I think you go straight back to the liquor cabinet there and, and uh, mm -hmm. find yourself a Jack Daniel and hope for the best. I think that's yes. what you get when the plane's going down. Oh boy. Well, well, Bill, big news uh, last night on Tuesday, a big reason we were going to wait till Tuesday night or Wednesday morning, whenever to record was game six of the world series. There will not be a game seven as the Los Angeles Dodgers are the 2020 world series champs. What are your initial thoughts on that? Uh, well, uh, it doesn't surprise me. Here's my initial thoughts. Now people are going to say, Bill, you're an asshole. Boo, 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 <laughs> boo, boo, boo. You know, you party pooper, Mr. Pessimistic, but here's my take on it. 
this season was 60 games. We started at the end of July. So we so 60 games. Um, usually it's 162 games. So if you do the math, that's about a three inning. That's about a three inning season. Mm-hmm. The Dodgers were awarded a a uh, win after a three inning rain delay, and the rain called because of rain. <laughs> they went after three innings. I don't know if I buy your analogy. Okay, let me finish. But go ahead. Let me finish. It was a tournament season. They only played people in their own little areas. Once they got to Atlanta, they were tested a little bit. And very, you know, they, they deserve that. They came back after down, you know, three to one. And then Tampa Bay, um, a good team, not quite there yet. So the Dodgers, quite uh, quite honestly, were the best team in baseball. They deserved it. However, it's a shortened year. It's cheap. I'm not going to say it's cheap, but it's it's a bargain basement championship. If you're gonna, it's if, a third off. If you're you trying, got you got okay. this championship for thirty percent for for at at thirty percent of retail. I don't <laughs> I don't think it's an asterisk season like you do. But since you do, let me ask you: uh, Who deserves a bigger asterisk next to their World Series? The Astros or the Dodgers? Two different. We're talking apples and apples oranges. Apples and oranges. Here. Okay. Okay. Fine. Okay. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, apples and oranges. The, the the Astros, the way that. They did it was 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 out and out cheating, yes. Um, however, the way that I think the commissioner investigated it by giving the players immunity and they were they ratted out their their GM and their manager. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they bought into it. They bought into the plan too. And that's that's a whole different show on we could cover that for two hours on who should get what. Um, <clears throat> now, at what point do you do you call it cheating? If I'm a runner at second base and I'm looking in and I, and I can figure out, I can figure out what's coming and I signal my hitter mm-hmm. that he's getting a fastball. Is that as bad as banging a trash can? I think using computers and video that's, that really isn't permitted. That's a little cross okay. the line. I think okay. gamesmanship is one thing. Yes. Gotcha. Okay. But so anyway, I mean, we, we okay. will talk about, but I, but I will, I will finish with this. Yeah. The computer really helped, uh, uh, Blake Snell and uh, his manager last night too. Uh, I want to get to all this. Okay. I mean, Good. I mean, this okay. is. The, I wanted your, you know, initial thoughts on the Dodgers World Series. Look, it's been 32 years, 1988. I'll say this, Bill. Six, How old were you in '88? I was three years old. Jesus Christ! Three years old. My brother had uh, mm-hmm. just been born. Wow! Uh, in May, so um, it's been a long time, a very yeah. long time. I was 29, pushing a black and white around, doing a large. <laughs> I was going to ask you, do, in 1988, do you remember the Lakers yes. and Dodgers winning the championships? I, I, rem- like, I remember the Lake. Okay, the Dodgers. I'll tell you exactly what I was doing. Um, I watched the the final game. I think it was a night off or something. I remember watching it. Game one, when Kirk Gibson hit the home run, I was booking a drunk driver. <laughs> At Riverside County Jail, the guy, I remember this, the guy was drunk in his driveway, passed out drunk, engine on. I did not want to arrest him. He was in his fucking driveway. However, the neighbors were out there. This guy comes home drunk all the time. Something's got to be done. Blah, 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 blah. I ended up having to break out his window with my baton, open the door, get him out of the car. And and finally, he came to a little bit and I had to take him. It was a chicken. Sh- it wasn't a chicken. If it, it would have been a chicken shit arrest, if this guy, <laughs> if this guy hadn't had a habit of doing it. Yeah. So I took him, took him to jail. I'm booking him at the booking desk. And we hear this ferocious roar from the back 
uh, area in the what they call the day room, which is where the the uh, inmates go out and can watch TV in the evening and do, <laughs> do their thing and you know um, right left whatever. We heard this roar and the deputies thought there was a riot, oh. so they go running back there. They get their their helmets and they go running back there and they get on their in their cameras. And it's because Kirk Gibson hit that home run and there were a bunch of Dodger fans that, that were inmates that day. And that's all it was. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's my, that's where I was when Gibson hit the, Great hit the stuff. home run. I didn't see it live for, you know, obviously, but I watched the replay on it and I would love to know who that idiot was who left early. And when the ball is going into Red right lights. field, you see the brake lights. Oh man. Yeah. There's, there was a few of them, you know, there was a few fans and, and yeah, I, that is that image is so you wouldn't see that in any other baseball Mm-mm. stadium in America. Dodger fans. No, that's the, why I thought this year when they got the the cardboards that they trickle they trickle them in about the second inning and about the seventh <laughs> inning there wouldn't be in, any more in the stands they'd all be gone. But I didn't you know they talked about you know as I've said before everyone says oh we have the best fans in the world if you all have the best fans in the world I mean come on. Who has the best fan? And no one thanked the cardboard cutouts. I thought that was a little selfish. But uh, Bill, like it or not, World Series champions. Uh, it's been a long time. I know it was. It would have been special. Like my grandparents, who, who they saw it in the '80s and everything. They were big Dodger fans. Um, well, I mean, to your point, your 60 game season mm-hmm. point. Uh, I understand that the regular season. Okay. But as far as the postseason, with this extended postseason, I think this almost means more in the sense the Dodgers had to win four no, games. You got in the- shit. You got, you, you've added shitty teams into the mix. Well, yeah. They, they swept. Okay. They, they, they disbanded Milwaukee 2 0. And then they swept San Diego. Four. That's, uh, four, let's see, two. Three zero. That's five. That's five wins. Okay. Uh-huh. And then. They were tested with Atlanta, a team they hadn't seen all year. So that's nine wins. Mm-hmm. And then you got the four wins. That's 13 wins. Has a World Series champion had to win a 13 postseason They've games. done that before back when the season, I believe in 1981, when again, when the season was shortened. And shortened guess season. who won the World Series that year? Dodgers. The Dodgers. Fernando and company. So, you know, if you look at it, maybe they're, uh, they're not chefs. They're short order cooks. <laughs> Look, I will tell you this, Bill. If the Dodgers had just been, say, it was the Angels who were terrible, who or I don't know uh, who's another terrible team, the the Mets who I predicted to win the World Series randomly, uh, you know, had they just come out of nowhere and won this thing, we we were joked months ago about how it's open to anyone, but who did it end up being? It ended the two up two hottest being, teams for three months. The two best teams with for the what? best records. July to August, August, two months. Yeah, the be- the two hottest teams for two months played in the World played Series. played in the World Series. Yeah. Wait, that's probably the way it should have been. Mm-hmm. However, I just don't think the it, it's not. I just don't think it was tested long enough for them to be a as, as far as the season goes. I just don't recognize them as true world champions. Oh, Bill, yeah, I don't. I see that. I that I disagree. I I understand where you're coming from, but again, have the Dodgers not been in, in this has been their third World Series appearance in four years? I think you might have an argument, but but the fact that they've been in the mix, and even when they lost last year, uh, they're in the mix. So uh, for them to be not that was last year. That was last year. Man, don't get me started on Mike. Okay, Lee. that was last okay, year. Let's go to the games themselves. Okay, okay, we actually watched Game Five together. You uh, four Game Four together. The, on the great, Saturday the night. great calamity of the ninth inning. Yeah, when we saw how that game ended, you've seen a w- bunch of weird endings as an umpire. Did uh-huh. you think to yourself, 
okay, this is 2020. The Dodgers are going to absolutely no, blow this. No, what, what were your I, I thought they would come back and win the next two. Okay. I really did. Uh-huh. And my prediction almost came true when it then went in in five. I believe mine did. Huh? I believe mine did, but you know, yeah. that's, that's here. Neither, Game here six? Nor there. Yeah. You did a, Oh, well, congratulations. Yeah, my certificate. I've got a man. cookie on the counter. Yeah, I'll give you. Okay? Exactly. Exactly. Jesus so, Christ. Oh, hey, don't, don't hurt your back patting it too Oh, hard, I'm not okay? right about many things. I thought the, the Mets would be in the world series. Come on. Uh, anyway, your twins, the twins you predicted have still yet they, to win they, a they, postseason they, game in however yeah. many years. Yeah, Those they, poor guys. They, they, they shit the bed as always. <laughs> but so, so a wild ending to game four. Just to absolutely on all on all accounts, even the team that won, the, the base runner falls down. Mm-hmm. I mean, was that one of the strangest endings to a game you've ever seen or been a part of? Um, yeah, I think the only one that tops it was would probably be Game Six of the '86 series when the ground ground ball ground ball up along first base, it gets through Buckner Behind and the, the and the Mets win. <laughs> yeah. That is probably the, the the topper there. I mean, we got an air in center, a bad throw, then another bad throw, and then a ball gets away from the catcher. A guy's on the ground, and I you mean, got you got you got dipshit Jansen standing between third and home, scratching his ass when he should have been back in the playup. Yeah, what a concept too. Yeah, but, and and we saw the end of him. Oh, you yeah. will not see him in a Dodger uniform ever again. It was funny. He when- will be traded. He will be given his unconditional release, or. DNR designated for assignment, <laughs> DNA, whatever the hell you call it, or he will retire. Yeah. Hey, have a nice uh, life. Have a nice he will not. And you know what? Hey, he was good at one time. We can't take that. We, I him. think we all were. <laughs> I would like to say, but right? I don't think you're going to see Kinley Jansen, or as I call him, Kelsey Grammer, uh, <laughs> pitch ever again. No, I think, yeah. He, and then my other favorite, um, Javier Baez. What's his name? Which Baez? What's his first name? Javier Baez, I think. Okay, well, I call him Joan Baez. Joan, Joan Baez. Because the way he throws. The singer, okay. Yeah. He uh he's he's something he's hot or cold. Well, it was in that game, Bill. Mm, I know. We're sitting there. He gives up the three run home run mm-hmm. to go uh to go behind what two runs or whatever. And then uh and then Robert sends it back out there for the next inning. And I'm going, he's gonna give another home run. And sure enough, he, I mean right. what are you doing? That was if they were if they were following the computer that in that game. They should take a baseball bat to it. Yes. I noticed game six or game five, they came in with who? Training? What's his name? Trainer? Yeah, trainer. I think so. Yeah. Solid. Solid. He came in, shut him down. Mm-hmm. Um, and then last night, they stayed with with Julio uh, Arias. Arias. Oh, they were not pulling him. He was hot, and, and you're not. You know, throw your arm off, kid. If, if I almost, I thought he should have been the MVP. I, I think there's an argument there. Corey Seager had a heck of a series. He did. Um, but you know what? Without Urias coming in and completely shoving the bat up their ass. Oh, man. You're right. Um, I, I think he will be uh, – he he could easily be a, a – he's a three-inning closer. Seriously. You know? Yeah, that'll never happen. No. But but that's how it should be. It's mm-hmm. like, dude, get it. When you, well, My thing is when they bring closers in with a four-run lead or like, oh, they baby him. It's like, dude, at times you've got to have a guy go two innings. Right. You know, anyway, kind of like to me, you're driving down the road. The road's good. It's clear. It's a it's a freeway that there's no traffic on it. And all of a sudden you decide, well, I'm going to jump off the 105 and I'm going to try the 710. And it's completely fucking gridlocked. <laughs> well, why'd you get off the 105, you dumbass? <laughs> yeah. There wasn't any traffic. It wasn't needed. Right. It was not needed. Come on. You know, I mean, 
So a crazy ending in game four and game five, Sunday night, uh, you know, tied 2-2. Clayton Kershaw takes him out, and, mm-hmm. and he's taking a lot of heat. Uh, well, did and, I not say Kershaw would have a good series? You did. Thank you. You, you did say, and I don't know how you knew that, but anyway, um, you know, he goes out there, and I think, man, all the pressure's on him to perform in this yes. situation, and he really did a good job. I would almost argue it would have been nice to see him finish the sixth inning because there was, what, nobody on base, yeah. and they had a – whatever it was and i'm thinking man he he got him kind of quick but kershaw did his well, job they had a scripted 21 hitters yeah i, I hate this stuff. scripted 21 hitters he could have been throwing a fucking no hitter or a one hitter a no hitter i think they, they, they'd leave him in a one hitter and he's shoved the bat up the other 20 batters ass and you know what he's coming out 21 yeah. hitter script well did you notice uh so that was that was sunday night there was no game mm-hmm. monday game six was tuesday did you happen to notice that kershaw kind of crept down to the bullpen I last night it game? was all, all hands on deck yeah hey they said they said the three pitchers that were completely off limits last night were going to be urious which turned out to be erroneous <laughs> kershaw who went to the pen yeah and bueller who was absolutely on the bench and they were not going to use him. No, they needed he's, him he's, for he's seven. your game seven guy. Starter probably. Yeah. Right. And then if game seven would have happened probably 10 days from now after the quarantine because of Justin Turner, um, you would have had all hands on deck. Let, I mean, let, let's let's get to that here now. I mean, okay, first of all, the dot, game six, Did you were you able to watch the whole game? Yes. Or, or most oh, of yeah. it? Okay, yeah. so uh, let's get to Snell first and kind of go in order here. So the Tampa Bay Rays, their pitcher, Snell, is just pitching a heck of a game. He's thrown 73 pitches. Well, I should say he's thrown 72 pitches. He's got one hit and nine strikeouts mm-hmm. and nobody on base in the sixth inning, I believe sixth it was. Inning. Sixth inning. Uh, there may have been one out, too. I one believe. out. Run one out. out first. He throws his 73rd pitch and ends up being a single. So 73 pitches, two hits, nine strikeouts, one runner on base. You got a one-run lead. That's his game at that point. How do you go out there and grab that guy? I don't know. And I'll tell you what. I like uh, – What's what's his first name? Cash. Cash's first name, the manager of the uh, Rays. Uh, not Brian Cash, is it? No. Um, whatever it is, Shooter Cash. I like him. Okay, he, I think he's a good manager. Kevin Cash. Kevin Cash. I was absolutely shocked and amazed, and he was the MVP for the Dodgers last night, hands down, the MVP. And when they brought him out, I thought, okay. The Dodgers are breathing a sigh of relief. They just got a shot of adrenaline, and they're going to win this game now. Can you imagine another sport, Bill? I know it's pitching. It's different. But another sport where Patrick Mahomes has four touchdown passes, and, and the coach, it's still a close game, and the coach goes out and says, hey, you've done enough today, man. Thanks for getting us here. Let's See, pull you. That's the difference. It, obviously, again, apples and oranges. You got football, baseball. Um, Mahomes is throwing to his own people. And not having to, he's not. I know baseball's to, different. Okay. My, my point is, is that it's different, but I do see your point. You're not going to go out and, and shut down your hot hand. This is elimination. I it, understand. And I was, I, I really, <laughs> I didn't see, I didn't read Cash's account of this today. Mm-hmm. I didn't see anything on it. Um, obviously a, 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 I have not seen a disaster of that magnitude since the Columbia, your challenger blew up over Florida. <laughs> okay. Here's, That's the worst thing to happen to Florida since then. Yeah. A lot of people were talking about, um, 
you know, Kevin Cash pulled a Dave Roberts and, and, and pitching changes. Look at managers don't do a whole lot. They write 10 names down and then they make pitching changes, right? They don't and, even make, they don't even now, have, you're right. They don't even have guys bunt anymore. They don't hit and run. And, and, and one would argue that they don't make the changes that they, they go through this analytic. Well, we mm-hmm. don't want to have them face the pitchers three, you know, third to, or the hitters the third time through the order, all this nonsense. So mm-hmm. um, when Cash did that, I mean, Mookie Betts even said, and all the hitters were like, man, there was a sigh of relief. We thought we had a chance now. Today, a modern day manager on a major league baseball team, with the exception of maybe a Dusty Baker or the old Bruce Bochy, but he's not in the game anymore. um, The old school guys, the modern day managers are all they are. They are clubhouse facilitators. They are guys that make sure their team's happy when they come in the clubhouse, hey, Matt, how are you doing today? Everything good, man? How's that new car of yours? Great. They are, they are there as nursemaids to the ballplayers. Yeah, support okay? system. They, they are just their extension of Dr. Feelgood. What can I do for you? <laughs> my, do- my office door is always open. Come on in. Um, and they're the ones that go and put their arm around that guy and say, hey, look. Uh, you were throwing great, but the computer says, and and the bosses, the GMs say, you know, boom, boom, boom. This is what this is how we do it, and the players understand that, and I guess that's just the way it is nowadays. Maybe during a long regular season, I could buy into that a little bit. It's all started with pitch counts for some reason. This this became a thing years ago, and now it's computer uh, pitch counts because pitchers did not have, know how to throw sliders, curveballs fork balls and, 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 and splitters and they fucked up their arms. Yeah. So now they have now the Nolan Ryan's, the Bob Gibson's, the Tom Seavers of the day are, are completely null and void. I, I feel, I mean, for, for all of their faults, guys like Billy Martin, uh, you know, Earl Weaver, all these Tommy Lasore, all these old school managers. I just feel like they did more back in the day. Now, they absolutely did more. They knew the game of baseball backwards and forwards. An old coach of mine, Dennis Rogers, who we've talked about Dennis before. Dennis was a minor league manager for the A's when Billy Martin was the manager. And he said when he went, would go to spring training, um, when all, all 100 and some odd ball players from A ball to the majors were in camp, Billy ran the practices. He ran, he said the guy was so precise and complete with practice plans this that and the other he said it was incredible how together billy was because he was such a drunk but when it came to baseball the guy was just spot on baseball was like his the only place he could like it's all he knew yeah just function and then that's That's all he knew that and getting liquored up and punching people out that was billy (laughs) billy's life yeah Billy Martin, interesting character to uh, to research, but um, I just feel like with baseball managers now, with all these analytics, it's just like, come on, man! There's still something in there that makes you make a decision. I think anal- you. An- analytics is one of these little fads. Like, what, what was the one? They had stuff before, you know. It, it's going to come. It's going to go. It's it's always going to come back to a manager's gut decision. And that's why the Dusty Bakers are are your best managers in baseball. Look at pitching changes. It's interesting. You, you make a change and it doesn't work out. You're an idiot. I now let's go, look back here in history. Probably one of the the most 
famous lack of pitching changes was uh, Grady Little and Pedro Martinez. Mm -hmm. Pedro Martinez, it was his game. Grady Little mm -hmm. went out and said, I'm not pulling you. Hey, you got this. Mm -hmm. I respected him for doing that. It mm -hmm. didn't work out. Uh, Pedro gave up some hits and the Yankees rallied. Mm -hmm. That was years ago. But still, not all, not just because something doesn't work out doesn't mean it was a bad decision. You know what I mean? Right. You're playing the cards. You're you're just doing yeah, what you can. Except for marriages. Yeah. <laughs> those are those are bad decisions. I leave those. If to the, you. if those if those if they don't work out, it just was it, it wasn't. It, it, no, there's no such thing as it's not being in the cards. They were bad decisions. You didn't have marriage analytics, Bill, when you were no. married. Before? No, no, oh no. Just you went with yeah. your gut all the time, and it was always you wrong. went with your gut. You, you're, you're you're well, and then some of the times your little head thought for your big head. <laughs> We're talking baseball, Bill. <laughs> Unbelievable. So uh, Snell goes out of the game. The relief pitcher comes in. You got the, the Dodgers rally, wild pitch, infield, the fielder's choice and everything. They take the lead. And then in the eighth inning, one of the weirdest things I've ever seen in sports, uh, someone taps Justin Turner on the shoulder and says, hey, um, you need to come out of game six of the World Series yeah. because you have yeah. a positive COVID test. Yeah. I have so many problems with this. I'm going to start with this. I don't care when the tests were done, I, whether it was five minutes before game time, why are results being analyzed during game six of the World Series? You've got some some uh, person with in a lab analyzing this thing <laughs> that doesn't give two shits about baseball. Just, Justin Turner's them could be, um, you know, Justin Turner, the, the manager at uh, Kmart. Okay, they're looking at this result. <laughs> And oh, you know, oh, this Justin Turner is positive. Well, who do I call to let him know? Oh, it's um, MLB on Park Avenue, New York, New York. Well, let me make that call. Hey, can the, you get me in touch with the, the that, ballpark that, that at call, Arlington? No, that yeah. call's made. Somebody answers the phone there. Then they call the commissioner, and the commissioner dispatches one of his his uh, cronies down to the dugout, MLB security, and they tell they tap Dave Roberts or somebody to tap Dave Roberts. Hey. Word from the commissioner is Roberts has to leave the game. He's 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 COVID positive. Turner. Turner, I'm sorry. And guess what? He's out of the game. I, I heard it on the radio. They said, yeah, Turner came out of the game. Yeah. And they were all perplexed. And I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, same thing with with on, on TV. Je Joe Buck goes, why is Justin Turner? He, did he get injured? Mm -hmm. Did he strain something? Is he hurt? Because uh, that Rios guy came in. Yeah. I, I, there's so many problems I have. First of all, uh, <laughs> I, there, you shouldn't be putting results out during the game. Well, if it did. wasn't decided before, it was okay. Well, they did. They, they why, did. And why? Because the initial test was inconclusive, which meant that more tests are needed. Once first pitch is thrown, uh, no more tests. No more test results. I'm sorry. It's a World Series. Stop, okay. You well, know. Okay. All right. And, and you're telling me, Bill, that there was this uh, extreme unsafe uh, situation when Turner has been with these guys all week. All day around these people, and now in the eighth inning, there's this uh, catastrophic thing that could happen. Okay, it's called liability. Let's say that the game liability. The game goes 14 innings. Okay, Turner slides into third base, and he his his spew or whatever gets on the third baseman for Tampa Bay, and they're going to go back and say, and then the next day, it's released. Or that after the game, it's released. Win, lose, or draw. Turner's positive. They're going to go, when was he positive? At 8 o'clock tonight. Well, 8 o'clock tonight, he was still in the game. Why wasn't he advised? Why didn't he get pulled out before he infected 
five more people. This is going to be a nice little argument here. Okay, I, hey, we're gonna we're gonna go. I'm now. taking the. I'm taking. <laughs> I know you are. Believe me, I, I have never been pro management. I've never been pro <laughs> management at all. However, in knowing how shitty they look at things, I'm telling you, from a management manager's point of view, they're going to want to cut their losses and not be liable for other people getting infected. That and that's why they took the. That's why they threw Turner under the bus today. With their with their announcement that they were not happy with him, they said he 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 was uh, adamant that he go back out on the field after security told him not to. He was adamant. My only point, Bill, is that if Turner is positive with this test, he's going to magically give it to guys only in the eighth and ninth inning there, or however many innings they play. And not so much the pregame, the locker room, the all this other, uh, you know, being cl- close and around your players. I, it's just it was an overreaction to me, big time. Okay, well, it probably could be, but from the company standpoint, which is MLB, they want to cut their losses. They don't give a shit about Justin Turner's inability to go out and celebrate with the team or have his last at bat. They want as soon as they find out they are basically um, they have to act even if it's in the middle of the game. That's why they try to do these things prior. But again, his test came back inconclusive. So they had to retest it. Some lab rat somewhere who's not watching the game. who doesn't know a baseball from a grapefruit is looking at this thing and has to call somebody. And that person calls somebody. It's like the hot potatoes in your car. You have to do something with this. Like I say, if Justin Turner would have continued on in the game and infected someone, you know, and who's to say he hasn't already? Yeah. Again, I, it's supposed it's he gave he gave someone else a virus, a ninety nine percent survival rate virus. Oh, oh my okay. goodness! We know the ninety nine. Okay, we know that it's a that that it's a for guys like him, younger guys like people, most people. I'm not arguing with you. Okay. It's the insanity of this current government. Most notably the Democrats that you are using this to try to damn Donald Trump. So we've got another week of it. Okay. Now, will we know who the president is next Tuesday? Probably not. I think this thing's going to get, we're going to have a count. We're going to have an initial winner but i think whoever loses is going to fight this uh i do want to talk about the election Mm -hmm. i I do have some thoughts uh we are less than a week away um this time let's see today's wednesday still so let's end it's in with the dot congratulations to the dodgers continue with the dodgers yes i I really i'm happy for them uh it's well overdue i thought they should have won it in 17 um i thought last year they exited a little early um, so this year is their year. And again, 60 games or 500 games. They're the champ. Uh, so I congratulate them, but they're going to have an asterisk, but oh, who cares? God. You're not going to have an asterisk on your ring. No, 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 no. And so anyway, I mean, I, I, as much as I give Rob Manfred grief and you do too, I got to hand it to them in the sense that they pulled it off when they, when people said it couldn't be done, people laughed at a 60 game season. You mm-hmm. and I did too. 
Uh, but you know what? They got through it. They could have shut it down early with all these mm-hmm. COVID tests. They said, no, we're going to keep going. And well, they got through it. Get ready next year and the year after because they lost billions of dollars this year. Oh, yeah. And it's going to, you know, who's going to end up paying for it? It's not going to be guys getting their contracts reduced. <laughs> it's not going to be uh, them um, firing the uh, every other usher in a stadium. They may do that too. But the ultimate person who's going to pay for that or folks like us that go to a baseball game yeah. again again we don't pay for our tickets no, no, no. okay we have people that we know people that know people yeah. but it's our 27 listeners out there there's probably 25 of them that like to go to professional sports yeah. events the, and and i feel sorry you guys are going to have to pay steeper prices now yeah those 50 dollars world series t-shirts or whatever i mean it's all going to go up big time uh, after the hit that everybody took this year. So congrats to the Dodgers. It's been a long time. Uh, I told you the beginning of the season, the, the 20, 60 game season that man of all years, uh, it would of course be a shortened season where the Dodgers would do it. So they did it. MLB pulled it off. Uh, I think it's weird bill that we're not going to be talking baseball anymore. It is what it is though. Huh? Um, well, we'll have the hot stove during the uh, off season, <laughs> but, uh, no. Okay, Bill. Well, tonight is Wednesday evening. My goal is to record next Tuesday evening, and there's a little election thing going on Tuesday night. I'm working until probably 9 or so, 9 p.m. Uh, the goal is to come over here and to do a show while the election is still going. What are your thoughts? I would love that, and I would, I would, I would love no more than to be live on the air <laughs> somehow and be able to, procre- uh, be able to pro- proclaim Donald J. Trump as the 46th president 40 continue on being the 45th president (laughs) of the united states okay second term uh and seeing a lot of democrats a lot like adam shifty schiff like that human piece of shit uh uh, what's her name from uh from from the gardena area or wherever the hell she's from maxine maxine i'd love to see her go at stage at exit stage left okay and I would love to see uh, Pelosi be replaced as speaker. I would love to see a red surge. I'm curious to see what a red happens. surge very, very quickly, quickly. Yeah. Okay. So you, you said it a minute ago about how you think it's not going to be decided Tuesday night. Do you remember in 2004, Bo, uh, was 2000, 2000 Gore, Bush it was, Gore? It was Bush Gore. How, yes, how many that. days did that take? It, January. Went into January. Did it really? Yeah. So Bush was, I remember, because I was a, see, I was a sophomore in high school, um, or yeah, sophomore in high school, and Bush was declared the winner, yes. election night, uh-huh. whatever time that was, maybe mm-hmm. even in Wednesday morning, mm-hmm. and then everything started to come you out. You had the hanging chads in yeah. Florida. Florida was the flip state, mm-hmm. and there was a big, big to-do about the way the ballots were. And recount, it, recount, recount, recount. And they did, and they finally did. It went to the Supreme Court. Supreme Court said recount. And finally, in January, um, Bush was declared the winner. Actually, in 2000, let's see, that was right after Clinton's both terms. I liked Al Gore. I, thought, I think he's a goof now. But back then, I kind of liked Al Gore. And what I didn't. Did you, what and did didn't, you like about him? I thought he was pretty even keel. I thought he was pretty um, no nonsense as far as a Democrat goes. I thought that he had, had a little bit of, you know, law and order to him. He good old Southern boy. His father was in politics. He knew the game. Um, I liked him actually better than Clinton. 
and I and for for I hate to say this, but for a Democrat, I didn't think Clinton did a bad job. You know, I, I and it did it bother me that he was was um, was you know was given fellatio under his desk. No, it didn't. How many top executives in the United States do it not under the desk but on top of the desk? Okay, if that clears his head and makes him a better thinker, I'm all for it. I think it was the lying part that really got to most people. Well, his and his, and I'm not defending Bill Clinton, whatever. Sounds like you are. Well, I'm, def- <laughs> I'm defending this. His rational, his his thoughts, his thought was he didn't have sex with that woman. He didn't have intercourse. That was his way out. His way out was I did not have sex with that woman, Miss Lewinsky. Well. So he was technically trying to be correct. So it sounds, look at Bill. I know you have, the the truth is an interesting thing sometimes. So are you telling me that you've been maybe not in the subject matter? I'll, 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 we don't have to stay on the subject matter, but are you saying that sometimes you've bended the words of the truth sometimes to fit? Something? Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. If he was asked, Mr. Clinton, was, was oral sex performed on you by a woman? <laughs> who was underneath your desk. That is a point blank question. And if he said no, then he's lying. Then he obviously was lying, but he was not asked that. He was not asked that. So you're telling me direct questions, get direct answers and anything. Other direct than questions that. matter. <laughs> DQM baby. DQM. Yes. Oh, wow. That's interesting. Well, yes, I didn't think we'd be uh, praising uh, Al Gore and Bill Clinton. We're not praising. Sounds like I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> I didn't like, I didn't mind them. Okay. You didn't mind now, them. I, although I think Al Gore was very, very ignorant when it came to um, potential terrorists, we could go on and on. He, he yeah. didn't, he didn't see the, the, the fact that uh, Osama bin Laden was a huge threat to the United States. And I'm not sure Bush did either. Mm-hmm. Okay, that came out of nowhere. So I don't know if that could have been defended. However, there were times under the Clinton administration that we had Osama bin Laden in the crosshairs and the red light was given not to take him out. Yes, yes. That, and that is confirmed. And I think that is a ma- that was a major mistake. Ju- yes, uh, beyond a major mistake. So, uh, well, well, Bill, it's interesting. I asked about that election because I remember it was one of the first ones I was really old enough to understand and everything. And, and it was controversial with the hang, hanging chads and the fact that it took a few months for it officially to be, um, to be official, I guess. So, I mean, if we, if we have to look in our crystal ball, as you've done many times, and I gotta be honest, you flip flat, flip flopped back and forth on this. Uh, but okay. We're less than a week away. What do you foresee happening uh, Trump winning and then just a, a, a huge protest about the results that take months. What do you, what do you think happens? You know, I, I'm really, really unsure. Okay. I mean, part of me really hopes for a kind of a, a, a landslide electoral like he did with Hillary four years ago and let, you know what? And let all hell break loose. Okay. <laughs> let it, let it. Okay. Because, you can't do it forever and it'll get shut down quick this time. And, um, <laughs> that's what I'm hoping for. My gut feeling tells me it's going to be very, very, very close. And it may be decided because they they can still count votes up to like November 17th. Yeah. So 
if there's a really close swing state, it may be a while. I, I don't see either candidate conceding. Oh, no. Anytime soon. No, no. I don't. Well, but Biden can't concede because he doesn't know what the fuck he's running for. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, he's gotten really bad. It's it's been bad. He, did, I mean, what he, he said he, he said Trump he was Bush he, the other day. Yeah, he said I'm I'm running against George Bush, and you know, and he's just. I mean, the guy never did shit his political career except lie, bullshit, plagiarize, and probably fornicate um, other women. Okay, yeah, I said it. Wow, I really feel that way. Okay, <laughs> um, I know he harassed him, and and the Me Too movement has mysteriously just gone away. I thought Trump was the only candidate that yeah. uh, did bad things. Yeah. So I think that he's completely lost and he's over his, he's just lost it. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's expecting Colonel Sanders himself to go in and cook chicken. That's he, not going to happen. Here's my argument as far as the election goes. And tell me what you think of this bill. Okay. It's been four years. You saw the numbers four years ago. Mm -hmm. All right. I know it was a different candidate he was going against in Hillary Clinton. Hillary was hated by some most a lot of people. Okay, so, very, very, so you very, yeah. think in, that the, in the Bible Belt area? Yeah, just she was hated. Right now, if you listen to the polls, which <laughs> I don't know what to listen to, I'm done listening. Yeah, he's not really well. There's a lot of older Americans that don't like him because. He is, uh, they say he failed on COVID. Well, name me one leader in the world that's done a bang up job <laughs> in combating this. Managing something that we've never really seen before. And, uh, you know, I don't, I, I, I believe a lot of it has to do with states, although people don't want to look at that stuff. It's all, every, if we learned anything over these years, especially these past few months, is, is everything's Trump's fault. Everything. Every, I mean, he created the virus, for goodness sake. I mean, it's all his fault. But my question to you, Bill, is I know it's a different candidate than it was four years ago. But if we look at the percentage, if we look at Trump voters from four years ago, here's what I am just considering. What is a bigger percentage? The amount of Trump supporters that he has lost or, uh, you know, and, and also what percentage uh, or what's the bigger percentage? The people that did not vote for him that are going to vote for him this time. I think that's relevant. Does that make sense to you, yes. the, the, the question? Yeah. Who has switched allegiance and who has lost him? I've seen it for me personally, and this is people I know, uh, this isn't a massive poll or anything. I've seen a lot more people uh, jump on board than defect, if you know what I mean, from, from the Trump campaign, the Trump the Trump train, as they say, love him or hate him. I think some people are like, you know what? I think the extreme extremism on the other side, I, I support the president. And I think it's a, it's a lot less or a lot. That's a lot more than the people who voted for him were completely behind him and are like, Hey, I didn't sign up for this. You know what I'm saying? I yeah. think there's a bigger percentage of people who are supporting him that didn't before than there, than there is. Well, I think there's going to be a massive amount of new voters, more voters. Like what from the grave and everything, or people? No, people that are oh. standing in line and and you know wanting to get their vote in. And I'm hoping it's you know I took a look at I think one of them that was in Georgia or Florida, and these folks that were standing in line certainly did not fit the Joe Biden uh, scenario. Okay, so I think that's a good sign. Again, I mean I don't fucking know, man. 
I don't. This really has me confused. But can I ask you, has there ever been an election that you did know? Yes. Which Give me a few elections you knew. Uh, Bush against uh, that squid John Kerry. I knew Bush would win. Okay. I knew that I knew that Nixon would beat George McGovern back in 72 Mm -hmm. when I was 13 years old. (laughs) And I knew that because, you know, Nixon was untouchable until what uh, a year later when when Watergate broke. Mm -hmm. Um, And the other one, I'll tell you what, um, I, I thought Reagan would beat Carter. No doubt, because Carter was just dog shit. So of all the elections you've seen in your life, would you say this one is more up in the air than even the last one was? Yes. Really? Yes. This one is flip a coin. Wow. Flip a coin. That's hard to believe. Uh, I well, hope I'm wrong. You I really hope, hope I'm you wrong. I hope it's an all out. I hope it's an all out Trump. No debate. I just, hope it's just a complete and utter slaughter. If that happens, I mean, what do the talking heads say? What's their excuse? Well, this Impeach. Country, We're going to impeach. The country's racist. It's, we're going to impeach. We're going to impeach. Again. I mean- yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. It is I'm not just foolish to say, oh, Trump is going to dominate. He's going to win. I know there's a lot of support for Joe Biden. It's more so hatred of President Trump than yeah. support for Biden. I think but- if, if, if Trump loses, he lost it by him being so stubborn and him not wearing a mask and him uh, being so cavalier about COVID. I think that if he loses, that that will be his demise. Hmm. Well, it's all going to change. It's all going to be crazy uh, next week, Billy. I'm looking forward to. I hope you don't get called to work. We need to do a Tuesday night I hope, show. I a, hope um, it, may, it might be a few hours. Let's just talk all night. I mean, yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah, we need to. And and I'd like to do some type of maybe um, if we can do a live format. <laughs> I know people aren't going to be listening to us. They're going to be, you know. What I think we can pull off probably is. They'll be watching CNBC or uh, oh, or the, Fox News. They don't get any viewers. Tune into the Get Home Safe podcast. We'll try to do like a Facebook Live maybe. I don't know how all this stuff works. So yeah, we're going to we, figure we'll, it out. We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, we'll, you know, our crack staff will be on it. That's right. We'll, all, we'll of our, all of our interns <laughs> <laughs> that we'll, that are nerd, nerd tech nerds will uh, – dial it up and figure it out oh yeah absolutely i think it would be really funny cool because because bill last time uh trump won the presidency um i don't know if you remember this but i was living at your house yes it's your i was uh you were gracious enough to to have me there and uh, i was actually at your i had just moved in pretty recent and watched the election i still have video of you and i sitting on the couch and just mm-hmm. uh you know videoing the the news and everything mm-hmm. that was happening crazy night i couldn't mm-hmm. believe what i was seeing I think a lot of people couldn't, and I'm hoping. Well, that I I was preparing for a Hillary Clinton victory, mm-hmm. and I remember that night I went to a, a local drinking hole, and we watched the returns come in. And we're like, "What?" And <laughs> we're going, "He's actually going to win this thing!" <laughs> Unfucking believable. And then I think I went home, and then you were up, and we watched Hillary come out and try not to, you know, she tried to make the best of a really <laughs> bad situation. And kind of conceded, and we were happy, and you know, it was it was an interesting night. It was yeah. it was it was one of my favorite memories from uh, the short time I was living there with you, and and just again one of the big moments in kind of our friendship and everything. What, Bill? Let me ask you this: um, You and I both come from this umpiring background, and you know when you go on the field. There's always this talk about, hey, don't give one coach too much attention. Don't 
give one uh, coach a special handshake and not the other. I mean, you're a professional, Bill. I'm a friend. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a way to handle business. Even mm-hmm. if you know one coach, you don't know the other. Mm-hmm. You got to, the body language, the mm-hmm. way you carry yourself, talk to coaches, you got to be fair. There cannot be any bias there. Correct. Okay. Right. I mean, that's in all of officiating. You know where it should also be? And and I think that it does not, I think that it fails more often than not. It's presidential debates. The debate last weekend, uh, I don't think she was the worst moderator of the debates that happened, but it was an, another example to me of moderators leaning towards one side instead of just being completely impartial. I mean, a debate moderator is in a way a sports official. I mean, don't you think, I mean, I, what, how would you handle be as a debate moderator? Would you be fair? No, no, I couldn't be. <laughs> no, no, I'd want to, I'd want to, I'd want to tell Joe Biden to go and, you know, get his medication and just, you know, go fuck himself. Yeah. <laughs> so no, I couldn't. <laughs> But you understand my point. I, I see your point. Like, yes. If, if, if we've been at plate but, meetings, you got two coaches but, there. Is there any, okay. But let me ask you this. Are there any fair members of the media now? No. Or if there are, it's very small, very, very small. And, and they're, they're, they're not the ones that get any, any attention. You're right. No, I, anything run by the media. I, I, you know, I, I ask people when I talk to them about, Oh, I heard this. I heard that. I have, I drive a lot of Uber passengers and such. And I'm like, Oh yeah. Where'd you hear that? They're like, Oh, the news said, I'm like the news said, well, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's your first mistake. Cause that's all agenda driven. What do you make of these rallies bill that we're seeing? I mean, every time Biden seems to put together something, did you see the thing today where, uh, or maybe it was a couple of days ago where they put like these circles, force yes. fields, these little hula hoops yes. to keep people separate yes. and everything. And I, and I see the Biden ones where no, everybody's next to each other. Half are wearing masks, half aren't. And you know what? Hey, we are we are still a free country. We have that right to uh, do what do that. You know, I, I don't know. Enter at your own risk. That's all I can tell you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Oh my goodness. Um, I don't know what to expect. I really don't. I'm kind of in your shoes. I don't want to jump out. I've heard you say different reports over these past few months. It's going to be a landslide. Oh, Biden's going to win. Oh, now I don't but, know. But, you know, I, I listen to the radio. I, I try to listen to, you know, there's <clears throat> the time that I'm in the car, I've become a big fan of John and Ken yeah, from KFI. They're they're and then good. and then the lunatic uh, Tim Conway Jr. comes on. Ding dong, that guy. <laughs> He's great. He's funny. I like him. But John and Ken, man, they absolutely hate, hate Gil Garcetti. They despise uh, Newsom. They love Trump. Hate by they are my cup of tea, man. I really enjoy listening to them, and they want to slam people that are weak and the progressive left. And I love it. Where Conway's a little more. In fact, yeah, Conway's a little more. Um, Midstream, mainstream, mainstream, but you know, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, John and Ken are great. Yeah, Love I those get, guys. There's some great, I gotta get you some more podcast, uh, material for people to listen to. So you don't gotta, I know how to eat. You're in the car, you can plug your phone in. Like mm-hmm. you, you don't want to deal with commercials and there's some great podcasts out there about, um, pretty impartial stuff and just people that kind of make a clear but picture. One of the, of one of the news gal on, I believe it's the Conway show. 
she does a podcast and she is, I think her name is, uh, I can't remember her name, but anyway, she's the news girl. On it. She does a podcast where she rates podcasts. Really? Yes. Do we make the list yet? We have not made the list. Oh man. I emailed her. I said, Hey, you need to listen to this. And she, you know, she goes, who? No, but, uh, no. So anyway, you know, there's a lot of podcasts out there. Yeah. Oh, People absolutely. are like to talk. People like to pontificate just like we do. <laughs> Even if we're talking and the only person listening to us is our fucking cat that's here. Oh, come on. You, you, you know, know, coach Tarico listens. Uh, my yes. brother, Sam is, a do we have any questions this week? No questions this God week, God damn it. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, you know, uh, I did hear from some people who were like, Hey, what's up? I'm like, Hey, I'm sorry, man. It's it is what it is. No Bill's, questions. No questions. I think it's, you need to call out our fans, our audience. I mean, that's, I call them out every week. It's time for some questions, guys. Yeah. You know, I, I did get some comments on my Facebook about, uh, I did see. <laughs> about my, uh, my, uh, dating uh, resume and do tell <laughs> no, no, uh, <laughs> uh, Freddie, Freddie, our friend, Freddie. Yes. Freddie Monte 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 Carlo. <laughs> Freddie, <laughs> I guess he almost wrecked the car laughing so hard when I told the story about the the date with oh, the, the lady uh, of yeah, li yeah. Uh, less limbs. Yes, you know. yes, and uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. So um, I'm glad I could make Freddie laugh. Barnes is the although guy. it's not a really it's not a funny situation. It really is. I don't no. want to make light of the fact the poor girl went through what she went through, but. <laughs> But you know, there's Absolutely. a but you know there's an ass for every chair. Yeah, and it, and in this case, you know, you know there's an ass but no legs. <laughs> God, oh, Bill, yeah. I'm going to hell. <laughs> I really am. You are the worst. You know, I I see that you've. Uh, I look on Facebook sometimes, and I'm like, oh, Bill's talking. He's talking to some real Hondo prep alums. You mm -hmm. made Absolutely. some friends on Facebook. Oh, yeah. yeah, I expect to be. Uh, the black sheep alumni of the year there. <laughs> you know. I want to get you, we need you out for the coin toss. Of, of the well, first if, if, we, if, game. if we ever have sports again, Oh, it's coming. If, if, if schools are allowed to open again, yeah. you know, Bill, have you, you've worked with some overbearing umpires, right? You've worked with guys that are just, you see their name and you're like, Oh, why do I got to work with this guy? Yes. Everything they do yes. is a, the, 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 uh, the common, I don't know what to call it. The, uh, you know, the kind of the, the stereotype of umpires guys, like it's like, Oh, it's all about him. He, he, he has to be involved. I hate guys like that. I know you hate guys like uh -huh. that. Yes. You know what those guys remind me of our beloved governor, Gavin Newsom. He is so it's all gotta be about him. He is so full of himself and he's full of this socialist, uh, utopia lifestyle, socialist utopia. That's what they want. They want to control and dominate and dictate how we as Americans fucking live. And that's unfucking acceptable. Yes. hundred percent at every level, at every level, you know, and he's just a bad guy. Mm -hmm. He's gotten through life with his good hair and jawline. And, and <laughs> Unfortunately, those are two things. Neither you and I have, <laughs> and, and we're grinding probably, away and we're probably, you know, but you know what? <laughs> I guarantee you I could go to a bar, okay, in my prime, as ugly and it sometimes portly as I was, <laughs> and sit in a bar and get more action by how I talk to people and my charm and, and, and my charming ways than he could. 
by his looks. Well, if Gavin Newsom was in a bar, he'd walk up to uh, some young ladies. Uh, I'm assuming that's who he's attracted to. And he would say, don't hold your breath. Yeah, I'm not so sure. Uh, <clears throat> he'd walk up and he'd be like, uh, hey, ladies, listen, here's what's going to happen. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are going to do what I say. Mm-hmm. Um, you're going to pay for the drinks. Right. Matter of fact, you're going to buy two more drinks. You're going to go give them to other people who are more deserving. And uh, then you're going to give me the rest of your drinks. And then you're going to do what I say. We're going to leave this place mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to control your life. That's right. Right. That That would be Gavin Newsom in right. a bar to right. me. Maybe you have a better analogy. Me, I would go up and say, um, question, how much does a polar bear weigh? <laughs> and they would say, I have no idea. And I would say, well, enough to break the ice. My name's Bill. <laughs> and I would say, can I buy you a drink? Or you just want the money. <laughs> the more you drink, the better I'll look. <laughs> and guess what? I'll win out every time. Oh, every single time. Bill Barnes. Men, women love men that are funny. I, I, I don't get it, but they do. They all, they all do. It's, it's hilarious. And Bill Barnes, you, my friend, are as smooth as a gravy sandwich. Gravy with no lumps. <laughs> You're absolutely true and correct on that. <laughs> well, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong. You notified me about Governor Newsom's uh, policies regarding how I have to uh, celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas in my own home. But did those policies happen to include Halloween? Um, well, they, they want to completely null and void Halloween. They want it just gone. It gone. Like do not, do not uh, trick or treat. Do not um, have parties in your home. Do, do, do a ghost story. There will be no uh, October 31st. Is no, that, that's do a ghost want. story. A ghost story. Okay. Yeah. Well, I plan to have, and we are planning to have a uh, a nice Halloween party this Saturday night, uh, October thirty first, as it should be. And uh, we're gonna have some people over. We're gonna have a good time. I did not send a permission slip to Governor Newsom to ask if that was well, okay. You know, I mean, you could have uh, uh, some type of uh, enforcement dictator show up at your door to tell you that the party's over, pal. Yeah, I, I guess so. I mean, it's unbelievable, but uh, I'm not a big Halloween guy. I mean, I don't like dressing up. I know you're you're you've had some good costumes over the years. Yeah, Halloween is coming Sunday or Saturday, and it is uh, last year. Your costume as the dude was was spectacular. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. I was in the mood, <laughs> and I thought I would uh, you know pay pay homage to the the great Jeff Bridges, uh, uh, the dude man. Yeah. The aggression, what is it? This aggression must not stand, man. (laughs) Well, with that wig, you were spitting, and you're white Russian. I mean, you were spitting image. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, man. Right. If I was to go as someone this year, I would probably, with my shaved head and my angry angry, uh, goatee, I might do some drawn tattoos and wear a prison orange jumpsuit. And just go as a fucking asshole. Didn't you do that before? I did. I did. did. You as a criminal actually is kind of scary looking. It's interesting. Right. And um, so anyway, who knows? Who knows what I'll do? Maybe I'll go as just some broke dick uh, (laughs) civilian. Who knows? I don't know. Well, I got to tell you, Bill, this year I'm all in. I'm all in on my costume. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm going to – there's going to be an added feature 
to the costume as well. And uh, I'm doing the whole boxing referee thing. I got a patch and uh, you know what I, a patch with the boxing commission on it and everything, a bow tie, very excited. And you know what I'm going to do, Bill? I, I talked to Valerie about it today. Uh, uh, we're going complete shaved head. We're going Bill Barnes shaved head for Halloween. I may have to wear a hat a few days afterwards, but that's the plan. What do you think? I don't have much hair wow, to begin you're going with. going Mills Lane on us, huh? Judge Mills. I'm not shaving the beard, but we're kind of going the Judge Mills Lane. Uh, wow. What do you think? I like it. Yeah? Let's get it on. Let's get it on. I got I got black uh, mm-hmm. gloves to put on and everything. They look like the OJ gloves and everything, but uh, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to wear. That's what I'm going to go as. That's what – uh, you listeners, breaking news. That's that's what my, my big okay. costume is. So okay, good. Well, I'm excited. All right. I usually, I, I usually, I don't care about this stuff. I grab a referee shirt out of the closet mm-hmm. usually and throw it on. But I've, I've wanted to be a boxing referee forever, and now I'm like, you know what? I might get the chance so one night go, a year. You're gonna go black trousers, black trousers, uh, black uh, tennis shoes, black tennis shoes. I, I uh, bought a bow tie, a bow tie. I got a few patches that I bought off of. Uh, and you're you know, gonna put Amazon. gloves on, gloves on. I'll, I'll, I'll be breaking people up all night, separating them. Six wow. feet, six feet. Hey, wow. hey, hey. No, I don't care. Well, then we do have, we, you know, we do have one of Newsom's guys at the party. (laughs) (laughs) Outstanding. Outstanding. Oh, you could probably pimp yourself out at a Thanksgiving too. I I think I could being a a social distance enforcer. Absolutely. That's outstanding. 1850 an hour. That's all I charge plus tips. I mean, I could show up at your Thanksgiving and make sure people are separated or whatever. And, uh, that was the other thing I thought, Bill, I, I heard you know, there's all this talk about environmental this, environmental that. So because of COVID, one of the proclamations is to use disposable disposable uh, the plates and plastic cups and everything. They choose what to are be, we doing? They choose to be environmental friendly when they want to. Then they choose to not be when they want to. It's we live in we we live in communist California. It's a culture of hypocrisy. It is social utopia on their end. Woketopia. And we are the fucking victims of it. Mm-hmm. You know, we are the old, when you cease to read the, the, the history books of the oppressed poor slapdicks in Poland and Russia walking around <laughs> with their fucking jackets on freezing to death. That's who we are now. Yeah. We are one of those people. We're, we're one of the people that have to march to the fucking tune of our dictator. And in this case, we have two of them. We've got that little, <laughs> little fairy fuck, Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles. Okay. The little prince himself. And we've got Garcetti. Newsom. Newsom. Newsom, who is just a fucking complete and utter dictator asshole. I feel like Gavin Newsom, y- you don't watch Game of Thrones or did, but I feel like Gavin Newsom is sipping wine and sitting on his his crown, uh, wearing his crown and sitting at the Game of Thrones, the throne and just laughing at everyone and say, what can I do today? What what can I proclaim today oh, yeah. that is ridiculous? Oh, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, yeah. Who can I piss off? Yeah. Who can I piss off? He said today that the death penalty is marred with racism racism yes so so let me get this straight just just i'm a little fired up now i think it's marred with killers what a (laughs) what a concept so you think there is a system set in place Gavener, oh, Gavener, that's that should be Gavener. That's a good, Gavin, that's a new good wow, word for him. Gavener, the Gavener, look the what Gavener. I, look what I did. Hashtag 
the Gaviner. Wow. Okay, man. Wow. I'll take it. Copyright it. Copyright it, guys. Shit. So the Gaviner, uh, you know, let me ask you this, Mr. Gaviner. Uh, <laughs> you're telling me there's a system set in place that says, you know what? We need to execute some black people. You know let, what I let's, say? Let's you know, go corporal okay, punishment no, no. on black Here's people only. Here's what I say. Everybody that's on no. death row right okay. now okay. that's been convicted and is waiting for the horse needle, kill every white motherfucker first. <laughs> kill every white one. <laughs> and get darker as you go. Oh, my God. The white ones go first, then the Hispanics, then the Asians, if there's any. Because they're white collar people and they don't they don't kill people. Okay. And then the, the African Americans. Clear wow. the clear the deck. Kill yeah. every goddamn one of them. Start with the white ones first. Well, I don't understand that's, this. That's I, that's not a bad idea, Bill. Your name is Bill. Let's send that bill to the uh, to the floor. Um I, I mean what, well, what, and we'll what? start with that motherfucker Scott Peterson. Yeah, anyone on death row. I don't know why they get uh, three meals and roof over their head for so many years. And unlimited death row. Unlimited legal action to their. Uh, they get unlimited books and all that shit. Why? Why do we make it a conscious decision in this country, in this state specifically, to uh, defend the indefensible? The, to, why do we continue to do this? We don't. We don't protect the people that need protecting. Mm -hmm. We make up stuff. Yes, we live in this imaginary world. I don't, but these, the, the Gavinator and these other and these other people, the Gavinator, the, Gav, the Gaviner, not the Gavinator. That makes that him too. sound tough. Yeah, uh, but you know, people that they they don't know what to say, so they just throw stuff up against the wall and are like, "Well, yeah. this death penalty is bad. The death penalty kills innocent people. No, it doesn't. It kills people that are absolutely heinous and 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 uh, and lunatics, in my mm -hmm. opinion." And and we're wasting tax dollars on feeding them for however many years they're on death row. That's what I how I feel. You know, I just saw. You know, I got the TV on in the background here with no sound, and they're showing clips of the celebration of the Dodgers. Two things came to mind when I saw it. First was Magic Johnson. If there there's a now he didn't have a mask on. If there was a guy in the world that needed to wear a fucking mask, it's Magic. Okay, <laughs> he's got already got one virus that's in remission. The last thing he needs is to get COVID. The third, the second one was I saw that, you know, that when they let uh, 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 JT on the field, he was kissing his wife. They showed that. I think she's going to be okay because it was a lip kiss only. I did not see a tongue insertion. So I think <laughs> they're going to be fine. Everyone's going to be fine. Why do we continue to do this? Wear a mask. It saves lives. Justin Turner is going to kill all the Dodgers and Major League Baseball players. This this extreme chaos everybody wants. It's so out of line, Bill. I'm tired of masks. I'm tired of COVID updates. Open things up. Can we please have the country back? We are trying to destroy the country from within with only... You're with asking only, way too much. Oh, I know I'm asking too much. We're the only society I know well, that... And here's the thing. Here's the thing. Unlike California where it's 80 degrees every fucking day, parts of this country have gotten cold now. And with cold, you go inside and you, you hunker down and it's easier to catch not only the flu, a cold, but also this virus now. And they say it's, there's upticks. It's not a second wave, people. It's in pockets. And the pockets are in the colder states. And guess what? It's younger folks getting it now. 
it's ran its course on the old folks. The old folks either oh, either made it, they either made it or broke it. Okay, by broken it, I mean they you know they didn't survive. Well, and do you know why, Bill? Because because older folks, okay, they understand the seriousness, yeah. especially in their situation. Younger people, they're like, they okay, don't give a shit. Enough of this. Right. I, I stayed indoors. You met, you raised kids, Bill. You know what it was like to tell a kid to sit still for five minutes. Okay, older kids. All you know, people in their twenties and and teens and everything. You can't tell them to stay indoors forever. I, I will say this: I think kindergarten through probably eighth grade, through middle school, even high school. Get them in class. Let's get back to school. Yes. Do you know what kind of fucked up kids we're going to have in a oh, few years because it's... they haven't been? They're going to be deaf, dumb, and blind, just like, <laughs> just like, just like the Who said, the deaf, dumb, and blind kid. <laughs> Can, can sure play the guitar. That's all they're going to be able to do. Yeah. Okay. It, it, it's ridiculous. And I'm not saying that school teaches you everything, but it, it teaches you some things. To you show know, up every day. Show up every day. Right. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, this, this distance learning is a joke. I cannot imagine uh, how people are doing it, how parents are doing it. it it's, <laughs> it's absolutely ridiculous. Get people, get people back to their jobs, get people back in school, uh, enough of this, you know, you can continue to live in fear and we can just be like, well, it might be bad or we can live our lives. You know what? There could be an asteroid in 20 days that'll hit the earth and we're all done. Yeah. You know, I mean, some airplane can go off course to Ontario on final approach and come into my house and kill me. You, you've wanted that for years. Every air show when yes. you were living by Dublin yes. airport, yes. you were like, I hope I, it happens. Right. I, if there was going to be a crash, I wanted to see it. I've always wanted to witness an airplane crash. Jeez. I dream about them. And, I, and, and that's, that's the, some people have recurring dreams about winning the lottery. Some people have recurring dreams about making love to the most beautiful woman in the world. My recurring dream is that I witness an airplane or helicopter crash. <laughs> and it's so real to me. Okay. And I've always wanted to if and I'm not wishing for anybody to have an airplane crash, especially when I'm on the fucking thing. Okay, let's make that abundantly clear. <laughs> yeah. But if there's gonna be one, I want to see it. Wow. You know, I I I work a lot near LAX in this job I have, and I'm always watching these planes coming in. I'm going, is this the time? Is this the time? <laughs> and I'll be damned, they've all landed perfectly. <laughs> You're terrible. You're terrible. Well, I hope one day. Well, no, I hope one day you never see it. Even well, if it's that, one well, person on board. No, that's, that's horrible. That's, that'll probably be the way I'll die. Be careful what you ask for, Bill. Absolutely. You know? And I'll, I'll be the smoking hole. <laughs> Bill, there is big congratulations in order. Um, the United States of America, uh, they confirmed the fifth woman um, appointed on the Supreme Court since its inception in 1789, uh, Sandra Day O'Connor, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg, Sonia Sotomayor, Elena Kagan, and a few days ago, Mrs. Amy Comey, B Coney Barrett. Uh, big congratulations to her. I have yet to see all the feminism uh, posts about uh, Miss Barrett. I, I or Mrs. Barrett. I don't know why that is. I, I, I think it's a big achievement. The fifth woman on the Supreme Court that should be celebrated. I she think. was uh, she was stellar, man. She was she was mistake proof. They couldn't find anything on her. Mm -hmm. You know, she was your perfect candidate for it. I mean, if you looked at her family sitting behind her, <laughs> she had it all, man. 
what do you got? It was the United Nations see, of the family. See, when she held up that those note card, that yeah. note page with mm -hmm. a blank sheet yeah. on it, I don't think she was holding up what her notes were. I think she was holding up like, this is what you guys have, which you're, you guys have nothing. You have mm -hmm. nothing on me. And I think it was a much smoother uh, appointment than it was with well, Kavanaugh. <laughs> you saw what a, what an absolute grease fire train wreck Kavanaugh was. Yeah. That was just, that blew up on the Democrats. That made them look so bad. I, I, I believe that, but, you know, some people don't necessarily. Well, you know, you can, <laughs> yeah, it, it's just... Here's my thing, Bill. You know, you, you talk, people talk about equality all the time. Oh, we need more women here. We need more of this race here. Okay. But then when people of the, of that either gender or race get in positions and they, they have maybe conservative beliefs, then everyone's like, well, no, 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 this isn't who we meant. And it's like, wait a minute, which one is it? Is it about the people that are best qualified that, you know, check your box or is it you're too, you're too afraid of people that have conservative ideas and you don't care who they are. What a concept of judging someone uh, by the content of their character and not their race or, or gender in this situation. Mm -hmm. Well, here's, here's, if I were King for the day, here's what I would do. King Barnes. I would immediately take the color away from anyone you're either a male or you're a female because i think that's all we have right <laughs> i would take you're either a male or a female you're not a black man you're a man you're not a, a hispanic female you're a female i would do that everybody's on a, on a on a level playing field okay it wouldn't you would not see headlines saying uh, alleged unarmed black man killed by police. It would you would see alleged man, <laughs> man allegedly killed by police. Alleged man that would that would probably be well, a whole exactly, other well, you subject. Know what I mean. Yeah. And here's the other thing I would do. I would, and I'm going to pitch this idea to a school district, whoever wants to hear me. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> when we okay, I don't know what. Uh, Rio Hondo Prep did as far as their elective classes. <laughs> but I know that when I was in school, we had a lot of stupid bullshit classes that I had to sit through that I never used ever in my life. Like Pig Latin 101. Um, was it really Pig Latin? Or no, Latin? it was Latin. I took Latin. Have you ever used it? Uh, no. What have you done with that Latin class, Matt? I took three years of Latin. What have you done with that Latin class? Nothing. I, ch I was able to graduate. That okay. Okay. Instead of Latin, instead of of uh, historian Shakespeare uh, <laughs> for 100, Alex, we could have a class called How to Survive or not even that. Uh, Life Survival it, taught by Bill Barnes. Yes. I love it. And here's the deal. It's a semester class. It is an absolute. It's not an elective. It's not an elective. It is a absolute mandatory class mm -hmm. that you take as a freshman and then you take it as a senior to see what you've learned. Yes. I like it. Okay. As a freshman, you're coming in and you're taught how police agencies work, how social services work, how 
the bureaucratic government works. It's kind of like a civics class, health class, all combined. And it's a semester class. And you have a, you have a, a, a curriculum that is pretty simple to follow if you're paying attention. You have guest speakers come in that are city councilmen. You have guest speakers come in that are the fire chief. You have guest speakers that come in that are on the uh, from the highway patrol on how driving intoxicated can kill you, yada, yada, yada. As a senior, you are taught if you are stopped by a policeman, you are, you, you are to you know, do what they say. Put your hands, if they ask you to put your hands on the steering wheel, you do it. If you're asked to exit the car, you do it in this manner. It may keep you alive. And you're taught this in school. And if you graduate from high school, you've had this class. Okay? You know what the ramifications will be at age 22 if you tell the cop to go fuck off and you get out and you simulate you have a gun or you don't do what they tell you and bad shit happens. You have been put on notice as a senior in high school and you've graduated. Therefore, you have been deemed proficient at being able to live without committing suicide by cop. Well, it's a lot more important than Latin for sure. But I will say, <laughs> Bill, is is how how in the heck Because here's why, Matt. My my we had dads that taught us mm-hmm. when the cops stop you do you do what the hell they tell you to do. Well, real a lot 20, of folks don't. 20 seconds. 20 seconds. I'll say, you know, we hear about this, the talk that mm-hmm. certain communities have mm-hmm. to hear about, uh, that, it, that it's only certain communities that hear that. My my dad, my both of my parents said, if a police officer, uh, that's that's mm-hmm. somebody you respect at all times. Right. Keep your hands to yourself. Keep them visible. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't be stupid. I mean, it was, it was ingrained in me from a very young mm-hmm. age. And and I get it, Bill, what you're saying, that not everyone does have a father necessarily right. to tell them those things, mm-hmm. which is a very unfortunate. Uh, it starts in the home as always. But but you and I have been around baseball. Uh, you've been in law enforcement. I'm in you know different jobs and everything. Do you really need management to educate you on every little detail? How many meetings did you have where you were like, why are we talking about this? This is common sense. Yes, but you don't understand. At, at, at a, when you're an incoming freshman and then a senior, you're still at a vulnerable age. Agreed. Where, where, Agreed. Some, where if, a, if an old retired cop came in and taught you, this is what you do or else you may get a bullet in your fucking head, <laughs> you're going to probably do it. Yeah, I think okay? that'd be a better approach. All right. <laughs> if you run from the police, the angry police dog is going to bite you. Okay. And just maybe, just maybe one out of a hundred, if we can save one out of a hundred, one of these guys grows up and becomes a gangster and an asshole and an idiot. And he's driving one day and he remembers, oh yeah, that grizzly old fucker taught me if I run, I'm going to get my ass chewed by a police dog. And maybe, just maybe he won't. Yeah. You're right about that. Okay. Again, um, a lot of the guys that I work with who are in the trucking industry, these guys have been around the block, okay? Because <laughs> I have, in part of my job, I deal with guys that drive big rigs, okay? And we see big, big rig drivers as a bunch of slovenly fucks. And that's the, and I always used to think that that is the furthest from the truth. These guys, they got to be good guys because they won't, can't get a license, okay? They all pretty, a lot of them have histories. And, you know, a lot of them that I work with are, you know, African American from the LA area gang infested areas they live that life and they're done with it mm-hmm. but 
the majority that I've talked to, because we have to sit around places and, t- and all we do is talk to each other. Okay. And they become fascinated with the fact that we were former cops and I become fascinated that they were former Crips or Bloods. And I want to talk to them about, Hey, what was your experience like? What was, when did the light come on that you said, fuck it, I'm not going to live that way anymore. Fascinating. It's usually because they've had kids, they had kids mm-hmm. and they grew up, but 99 out of a hundred say, well, my father gave me the talk, man. I've always, I never fuck with the police because back in those days mm-hmm. they'd roll through the jungle, which was, you know, Jordan Downs or, or, or one of those places in LA. And we, they call it that, not me. They would, <laughs> okay. no, they would, we had the utmost, we didn't fuck around with them because they knew they'd whip our ass. Mm-hmm. And that was back then things have changed. And they said, you know, you know, and a lot of them tell me, they go, you know, I have kids now and I tell them you fuck with the cops and you're going to get, you know, that's on you. They had fathers that taught them, you know, they grew up in the, in the sixties and the fifties. And they said, you fuck with the police and they're going to whip your ass. And they didn't, they'd fuck with a lot of other people, Yeah, you know, but they had this respect for the cops that has diminished. That has gone away. Yeah. And if the cops can't teach that respect anymore, someone has to. So it's either got to come from the schools, the parental unit, which is non-existent, or some type of social service, which is fucked up. Yeah. So it's got to come at an early age, and you got to make an impact. There, there's way more broken homes in America than there should be, and uh, it's a whole nother show for that stuff. But yeah, I, I I count my blessings every day that my parents were together, and uh, really they were tough on us, um, but but it was for a reason. And, and man, you see, Bill, you see these situations. Again, the situation in Philadelphia, Walter Wallace, uh, the, the shooting there and the riots that have occurred. I, I mean, I just don't know how many times we have to see a video of a guy with a weapon not doing what the police are telling him. And then all of a sudden, people rioting and looting in his honor. I just you know what? I don't understand it. A lot of these guys that I talk to, these, and I'm going to call them OGs because they are. They're OGs, but they're not in it anymore. They were at one time. They've outgrown it. They're as old as I am now or a little younger. And you know, we kind of came from the same generation Mm -hmm. and they say, Hey, you have a weapon. That's on you. Absolutely. That's That's on you. Wow. Wow. So I do have a, there's a, there's a part of me that has some hope that maybe in the future we can right this wrong and do something about it because the the politicians could give two shits. They don't give a flying fuck if people die. They want to blame the cops. They want to blame society. Okay. We need as people ourselves to overcome those fucking idiots and work around them and try to, you know, um, unfuck this because it's really <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> that's a good, that's a good way to say it. Absolutely. Yeah. Y- y- I mean, we, we can't continue. I mean, there's just no accountability and it's just, it's sad, but, but that is hopeful, Bill, what you just said. I, yeah, I like and, and the that. other thing is, is that, if we continue to have this no bail system where we do a revolving door with criminals, it's just going to keep on keeping on. No accountability. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> you got to be accountable for your actions in life. Mm-hmm. Every, every one of us, everything we do, Bill Barnes, you've made plenty of mistakes in your life. I've made plenty of mistakes in my life and I've learned because I've, uh, I can tell you, know, you how to do it the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> Amen to that, my friend. Well, Bill, it's been a great show. I know it's late at night. Uh, I think some of the, our best 
product comes either early in the morning when we're amped up on coffee, well or, rested or ish. well rested <laughs> or in the late evening when we've, when we're enjoying a adult beverage or two while, while, and we can do this. We're Americans. That's it. The, the governor, the, 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 the governor has not taken our right to Yet. assemble in private homes and have adult beverages. I mean, it's, it's coming, Bill, you know, it is, it's going to say, Hey, you cannot share an adult beverage unless it's my wine from my wine <laughs> with a 70% tax on it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we know, we know that's coming. So, uh, Bill, I'm looking forward to Halloween. You think you're going to make the party? You're going to swim? I'm going to try. Yeah. I'm going to maybe, you know, put a, put some type of outfit together and, and, and come on by and, <clears throat> grace everyone's presence we would love it we would absolutely love it you but, were one uh, of our nine people there last year we hope you make it there'll be a bigger crowd this year i think a saturday is better and i'm looking forward to it it's valerie's thing not necessarily uh -huh. right, mine right right but uh no we, it, look at any time i can tell uh we can do something to tell the governor to go screw himself and be like no you don't tell human beings how they can or cannot celebrate things uh i think it's a good thing for the for a for a, a glorified common cold <laughs> you got that right unbelievable yeah no trigger i hope i want to throw candy all over the uh the street and be like here kids have at it you know uh, you guys should have a uh, halloween in 2020 not these uh not this dictator ruled uh state we it, live in. it's a it's just a it's a mess yeah absolutely well bill thanks for having me at your home uh next week's gonna be fun man i hope we well, I hope you don't get called away and we can do something tuesday no, night tuesday night i should be available um i'm going to um really try to uh, make this work and let's just hope that we go red oh you got that right you got if, that. if we don't go red you could be dead <laughs> It's going to be disputed either way, but I, I would like to know that at least where things stand. I want to be, I want to, the, I want to, I want to be the ones that are being disputed, not the disputees. Yeah. I want to be the ones that are fighting because you have, you're at that, you know, you're the assumed winner and fuck them. <laughs> Leave no doubt. It's going right. to be carnage either way. There'll be uh, riots in the streets. There'll be all kinds of stuff. So I uh, hope to be here next Tuesday night with you, Bill, very late. Spill into Wednesday morning yes, and yes. and uh, we'll burn the midnight oil and, and, and hopefully the sun rises and Donald Trump is the 45th president still. We can only pray. Thanks again, Bill. Okay. It was a blast. Till next week. A big thank you to my good friend, Bill Barnes. Always a pleasure to talk with you on Wednesdays, even if it is very late at night and almost Thursday. Technically, we've put this show out on Thursdays, on Saturdays, but it will always be the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We will try to put this show out uh, with Bill on Wednesdays a little earlier with our Wednesday segments. But uh, you know what? Duty calls sometimes, and Bill Barnes is a busy man, as I am. So uh, we'll do what we can, but we're going to try our best to put out shows on Wednesday at some point because we know that is when uh, people are most excited about listening to Bill, his loyal listeners, and a very big fan base that continues to grow. Be sure to send in some questions for us next week. Try to get those in by the weekend. I know Bill really wants to hear some questions from people, so be sure to send those in by Sunday, maybe Monday at the latest, as uh, we have a lot to do on Tuesday regarding the election and other things. So that's the plan for next week. I told you guys that in the intro, what our plan is regarding uh, our show next week during the election. It'll be a late night for everybody. So we're going to uh, put our microphones together and 
say what we have to say and uh you know we'll see what happens regarding the 2020 election between uh president donald trump and vice former vice president joe biden should be very very entertaining to say the least guys there's plenty of ways to follow the get home safe podcast our twitter handle is get home safe pod our facebook and instagram page is get home safe podcast and our email address where we hope you will send those questions is get home safe podcast at yahoo.com additionally there are some uh, links in the episode notes where you can click and find some info regarding sending in a voice message as well as some other information about the podcast i do want to tell you about our friday guests since we only do a monday wednesday friday format here on the get home safe podcast we are going to be joined by brian mcdermott brian mcdermott is uh, one of my many roommates at the cassell castle as we like to call it he is the brother of uh of uh our girlfriend, not my girlfriend, but Mike Jarbo's girlfriend, uh, Lauren McDermott. And uh, it's kind of the five of us under the roof there uh, over in Eastvale. It's a good time. It's uh, always a pleasure to chat sports with Brian. So we are going to uh, talk a lot about baseball, basketball. And uh, you know what? I don't usually approve this, but because it's Brian, I made an exception. We're going to talk a little soccer. He's uh, the McDermott family is from Scotland. And so they have a lot to say about the, uh, the uh, Celtic team that is out there in the Scottish Premier League. So he's going to fill us in a little bit about Scottish culture and just kind of how things operate over there and, and what it's like being a Scotland soccer fan here in Southern California. So Brian has plenty of uh, fun opinions, we'll say, and he's a very dry sense of humor. So I hope you will join us on Friday for the interview with Brian McDermott. Should be a lot of fun. Be sure to tune in. Guys, we look forward to the weekend. It's Halloween almost, but before you celebrate Halloween, we would love it if you joined us for the Friday podcast with Brian McDermott. Should be a lot of fun. That'll wrap up today's episode, our weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We got it in just at the buzzer right before midnight. Uh, I don't know how many people will be able to listen on Wednesday, but whenever you listen to Bill Barnes, uh, we hope he provides a few laughs and uh, maybe some education to you as well. So guys, thanks for joining us today. Guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe. Thank you.